now, Stunt Calf are proud to present the commentators with this week's edition of Film on the Radio. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Film on the Radio and some uh, sad news for fans of uh, this current series. This will be our last for the time being, James, won't it? It will indeed, Craig, but uh, we have hopes uh, to be back in the autumn. Some negotiations going on in the background. And uh, yes, we hope to be back when the evenings are drawing in. That's right, but we've got a treat for you tonight, I'm sure. So uh, I hope you're all settled down with the popcorn and that you're ready to join us in this evening's presentation. Uh, any uh, certification that we need to be aware of, James, for this film, do you know? I, I'm afraid I don't, but uh, the audience uh, have uh, voted for this, so I imagine uh, they are also old enough to watch it. Of course, yes, this is uh, the audience's choice this evening, so uh, if you don't like it, uh, it's not really our fault. Well, I think we're all ready to go, James. And here we go. So we're into the titles. Nice, bold and clear. Oh, and straight in with some action. Well, a man looking very, very tired in a chair with a cigarette with very long length of ash on it there. No filter on that cigarette. We're edging in towards him. Uh, it's possibly not a mohair jumper, Craig. No, the uh, quality of the feed that I'm getting isn't great, so I can't tell. Is he? Is that dirty jumper? Just a little bit fluffy, a little bit, bit of fluff on it. Uh, the man himself is a little bit fluffy, unshaven there. He's got uh, round spectacles. He looks in considerable pain, actually. Yes, I'm not sure he's enjoying that cigarette. He looks a little bit unkempt, a little bit unshaven, round glasses. There's a lamp behind him and now we're moved to a different location, I think, and the camera's panning around to some items. There's a globe, there's a Union Jack, and there is a bottle of some strange liqueur, uh, an empty bottle of, I think that was probably Champagne, possibly. Oh, there's the man in the blue jumper. He's just walking now into his kitchen, which is rather unkempt, I would say, James. Yes, they're in need of doing some washing up in that kitchen. Uh, all this time we've been told who the actors are in the film, and now we're on to who all the uh, technical people are. We're down to uh, original music. The man has lit a gas stove using a match, he's keeping the match alight. He's put a kettle onto that, the match is still alight. Now he shakes the match. He just drops it on the table. That's why the place is such a state. Yes, there is a, also there's a roll of kitchen roll on the table there where he's just dropped that match. So he's lucky that uh, that didn't catch light. He's slumped on the arm of the sofa now. Looks like he's struggling for breath. Is he, I think he might be having a heart attack, James. Yes, which he's now picked up a bottle, bottle of wine there and decided better 
better off not drink that if you're having a heart attack. Um, cup of tea probably doesn't help though. Now he's putting on his coat, he's put the kettle on and he's putting a coat on. Maybe it's cold in the flat. It's got some uh, quite nice items of furniture in there. There's a, a dresser with glass doors and now he's knocking on another door now. Just across the hallway, I think. Is it John Lennon? I just, I think there is some, some Beatles dimension to this film, but uh, now we're being told uh, where it is. We're in London, apparently, Camden Town, London, and uh, he's walked out without turning the kettle off. And we're now watching some eggs being fried in a lot of grease. It's a busy cafe. Close up of the man's face with his round glasses looking very red. The edges of his eyes there, his eyelids. He's watching a woman eating into a egg sandwich. Another man's reading a copy of the News of the World. So this is must be quite an old film because the News of the World doesn't exist anymore, does it? I think he might be hungover, Craig. I think the sight of the egg sandwich and the runny yolk of that has just pushed him over the edge a little bit. Yes, so he's now he's left the cafe. He's going up the stairs, which is probably his apartment block. He's now being followed by a vampire. Is that a vampire? But it could be Doctor Who. Got very dark around the eyes, slick black, black hair and a long coat. Either Doctor Who or a vampire. It looks like the flat... Is the flat on fire? It's very smoky. Uh, two thumbs up from a hungover man. Dracula man is... Dracula man has lit a cigarette as well. The man in the blue jumper has looked like he's bent over and being sick. And now... Dracula man sits down on the sofa. Both got long coats on. He's back into the kitchen. The kettle is still boiling away. Steam's coming out. He hasn't got the little whistle on the end there, Craig. That would have helped alert him to the kettle boiling, but there's no whistle attachment to it. So the steam is just coming out uh, silently. So it's a bit unclear as to why he went to the cafe when he already had kettle on the go at home. He tried to touch the kettle, but it was burning hot. So he's grabbed a rag. Dracula, Doctor Who man behind him is, I think he's reading out articles from the newspaper. Something's making him quite irate in that newspaper. He's not a vampire because he's looking in the mirror and uh, we can see his reflection. So I don't think he is a vampire. He does look quite peaky though. Yes, and the uh, original glasses man looks like he's eating some gravy from that bowl, which isn't the most substantial breakfast. It could be Bovril. Ah, yes. Yes hot beef drink which uh, 
can sort you out early in the morning, as we know from our travels around various non-league football grounds. Cup of Bovril. Bacon sandwich, always better. A sausage sandwich at a stretch. I try and avoid the Bovril, to be honest, before midday. I don't think... I suspect he hasn't got the finances for a bacon sandwich. He, he looks like he might be a little bit scrapped for cash. He's certainly having a disagreement with the non-vampire man. I think he's begging him to stay. Don't go. Don't go. No, I'm going. I'm going. I'm off. No, don't go into the kitchen. I'll do the washing up. Just leave it. Leave it. I'll do it. I think that's probably the gist of the conversation. The non-vampire man is prized himself away from the clutches of the man in the blue jumper. He's gone to the sink and he's seen the full horror of what is in there. A week's worth of washing up, I think. He's Dracula man's picked up the kettle now. The handle is boiling hot. I think he might have swore there, possibly. Might have been a swear. Do you think they're friends, Craig? I think they are. Well, they're neighbours, I suspect. But I think they know, they seem to know each other fairly well, don't they? He's got out... Dracula man's got out a pair of... Is that a plumber's wrench? It is the other man's put on a pink marigold glove. He's gone delving into the sink and he's, I think he might be trying to find the plug. I wonder if the uh, vampire man has left something in that sink the other guy's trying to get out. Anyway, I don't think we're going to find out because we're now outside. It's a relief, Craig, actually. That seems upsetting me somewhat. The uh, sight of that uh, dirty kitchen. It's a little bit upsetting. And I think we might be in a zoo or a safari park because the uh, two friends, we, I think we're going to go along with it. They are friends. They're now walking side by side next to some iron railings. And that's a pack of wolves behind them, I think. A uh, pack of wolves. And it started off in Camden Town. So London Zoo's not so far from Camden Town. It'll all hang together geographically, I think. And there's a lady with a dog. She wants to be a little bit careful as she walks that dog past that pack of wolves because there is a fence there. It wasn't a very high fence. And he stubbed his cigarette out on the ground. He's showing a similar disregard to uh, littering uh, the outside world as he is his own flat. No bins, though. There aren't any bins around, so... The uh, glasses man isn't wearing his glasses anymore. Maybe he just only needs them for reading. Checks his watch, glasses, non-glasses man. I don't think they've got any jobs, Craig. I think if they had jobs, they would be going to work at this point and they'd have more money. It's very quiet in the park, apart from the lady with the dog, which suggests it's possibly not a Sunday. You'd think it would be busier. Leaves are on the trees, so it's spring, summertime, I would have thought, but it's not the most beautiful of days. And now we've 
move to a building site and back into the flat and the Dracula man is just in a dressing gown in his pants and he's having a wash with fairy liquid I think that might have been he's it's a yellow uh putting yellow gun white white gunk on himself that's why he looks so pale and are they Y fronts or yeah. A fronts? They were can't quite tell. Yeah, I think Y. I think Y. He's putting on the uh, pink marigold glove now. Still got a cigarette in his mouth. I think he's addicted to smoking. I think. Seems quite highly strung. He's. Uh making some forceful points to his friend here, possibly about the kitchen. It's down to the last few millimetres on that cigarette. The uh, blue jumper glasses man is uh, on the sofa with a blanket over his knees, doing some writing, I think. Angularly Dracula man grabs the paper again which I don't know why he does that, because whenever he reads the paper, it seems to make him more angry. Tosses it down, turns back, points. It's possible he's one of those people who likes being angry. Do you occasionally meet them? Wind themselves up into a bit of a fit and uh, then enjoy uh, ranting on. I think he might be frustrated by his situation. He takes a uh, bottle of lighter fluid, bites the top off. Is he going to drink it? Yes, he is. I think that's because they were out of Croft Original, which I think was the bottle on the shelf. I know my uh, wife likes a drop of that at Christmas, which is why I recognise the bottle. Now he's shouting and screaming. He's dropped to the floor. But he's not dead. No, no, he's not dead at all. As if nothing has happened, they are back outside walking along. Unless oh, they could be jumping back and forth between time. We had a bit of a problem with that uh, just last week, didn't we, Craig? Yes, that was a rather confusing film last week. And apologies to viewers if... Uh, we left you more confused by that. I think this potentially is more straightforward uh, time-wise. They're now in a pub and they sit down at a bar. Everyone is smoking in the pub, so this is pre-smoking ban. Two glasses of whiskey appear straight away on the bar, which suggests that they're regulars here. Dracula Man lights up another cigarette. No wonder he looks peaky. And now that's followed up by two pints of bitter or mild. It's very flat. Very these. flat. When did the smoking ban come in? Nine, uh, early 2000s? Yeah, yes. That sounds right. Late midnight. Midnight, night, late 90s? 
uh, original man's going to the toilet. So a uh, large gentleman by the door of the toilet. Looks like Elvis has been in this toilet because he's written his name on the wall. It's a long shot of the uh, glasses man at the urinal. He's reading the uh, expletive carved in the wall in front of his eyes there. A little bit of anti-Catholic uh, graffiti on the wall there. He comes out of the toilets, smiles back at his friend who is eating and smoking at the same time and drinking as well. Not sure he washed his hands between using the urinal and leaving the toilet, but that would seem to be part of the course given their uh, lack of concern for hygiene. Can't quite see what he's eating there. I thought it might be a pickled egg, but I don't think it was. An impressive array of optics behind the bar. Oh, now the uh, big guy who was sat by the uh, toilets has come over and he is having a bit of a go at the Dracula man. He's to be attempting to charm him. The uh, glasses man is stood just behind Dracula Man. Dracula Man looks like he's about to cry. Man in his suit is shouting something at him. Possibly he owes him money. When our both friends run for the exit door, they try and push it, turns out to be a pull door, but they both manage to get away. Uh, the other man puts no chase on, so they're safely out of there. And uh, oh, he's having a shave now, the uh, glasses man. Yes, so we're back in the flat. Got a brightly painted door there, toilet paper hung up on a piece of string and hooked on a nail on the wall. Well, they've got to be friends, Craig. Got to be friends. Yes, or, or even flatmates, I think. But anyway, so he's brought him the Savaloy and chips. And the Dracula man is sitting on the toilet eating his chips. And uh, the uh, blue jumper glasses man is sitting in the bath eating his Savaloy. He's not wearing his blue jumper now, of course, because he's uh, in the bath. He offers the Savaloy to Dracula. He chucks the paper down the toilet. He's angry again. He's cross about something. Possibly he offered him the Savoy too late. There's no way that's flushing away, Craig. They tell you on the trains that kind of thing never goes down. No, chip paper definitely won't go down the toilet. So this could be a film about plumbing. I don't think this way of life is sustainable, Craig. I think eventually they're going to have to just move flat, I think. With a new character. I think he's a member of a heavy metal band, possibly. Very tight trousers on, tight T-shirt, long dark hair and dark sunglasses inside. 
He's been given the Savoy now. I don't know if he knows where that's been. Gives it a sniff. Dracula Man is attempting to repair his shoes. Heavy Metal Man sits down on the sofa, gets what's left of a cigarette from the overflowing ashtray. Strikes a match, lights it. Dracula Man's gluing the sole of his shoe back on. So that does suggest that the, well, certainly he hasn't got very much money. He's having to repair his shoes. I wonder if it is uh, Heavy Rock Craig or Late uh, Progressive Rock, which could be uh, a sort of Hawkwind. Could be. I'm trying to see. He's got some tattoos on his hand, but can't quite make out. I think he's got, is that a skull on his top of his arm? That suggests more heavy rock than prog rock to me, but uh, could be wrong. Our man, original man's now got, is that burgundy trousers? Fuchsia, that might be even fuchsia pink trousers. Yes, with a uh, green shirt, quite smart, like he's been dressing up for something. There's an odd contraption. Oh, he's just being indicated now, some contraption with a, uh, very liquid bottle with uh, a pipe and a valve on it. She seems to be strapped into some kind of harness. I'm not sure if that's part of the plot. I have to keep watching to check. Oh, it's a towel. It's not uh, not pink trousers. It's uh, He's got a towel wrapped around him. Ah, yes. Putting his socks on next to Heavy Metal Man. He has recently emerged from the bath after all. So you do have quite a few nice items of furniture in that flat, which do look like they might be antique. So could possibly sell a few of those things. He's really strapped for cash. Although those could be a rented flat, of course. So these could be, or oh, the towel comes off and uh, he's got white Y fronts on as well. He's got a tie on now. The original man puts his trousers on. in discussion with Heavy Metal Man. We've got one of those pyramids with an eye on it tattooed on his left arm. Oh, maybe it is prog rock then. Maybe he was Heavy Metal, now he's gone prog. He probably doesn't like to be pigeonholed, Craig. No, he could be versatile. He could... Uh, he could move between genres. He might be a session musician, he might be more than one band, and then he rolls up the sleeve of whichever arm he wants to uh, show the tattoo of, depending on the band that he's in. Quite well travelled. Uh, the residents of this flat are pair, because there's a lot of postcards on the mirror on the mantelpiece. Piece. I think that was Notre Dame Cathedral. Heavy Metal Man's just taken the head off a doll and has taken out a 
paras is that a paracetamol capsule he's taken out from the head of the doll? I think it's a night nurse. Maybe it's night nurse. Or day nurse. It's, day, it's daytime. It's probably day nurse. Uh, yellow on one side. Maybe dark green on the other side. They normally come in one of those blister packs, don't they, with the uh, little foil over it. But uh, this one's come in the head of a doll. Yeah, well, if you're in a heavy metal band, you don't want to be just getting your day nurse out of a blister pack, do you? You want to have a little bit more character. So we are now... I think that's a nice, that's a Jaguar, isn't it? Is that a Jag? White Jag? It is only one of its headlights. Oh, not just is working, I think is there at all. And they've pulled up some dodgy diagonal parking going on. It's, they've abandoned that car more than parked it, but uh, in a film, so it doesn't matter. Is this Inspector Morse? Ah, yes. It, uh, Pre-restoration Inspector Morse. And now the door has opened this house. And there's a large gentleman there who has a cat in his left hand. I think they've been dressing up to go to this place. And now it's an altogether uh, more salubrious accommodation. Looks like a, a gentleman's library. It's got a huge bookcase with a ladder propped against it on one side. The, um, Dracula man has made himself at home immediately, sitting down on the sofa, finding a cigarette box, taking a cigarette out, lighting that up, and accepting a drink from the larger man. Yes, they're all uh, all quite dressed up. So the uh, new character, the larger man, whose house we're now in, he's got a cream waistcoat and green... Is that a green suit, James? I think it is, yes, it's, yes, beige waistcoat and uh, green suit. Is, is there a uh, cauliflower in the centre of the table in that brass uh, stand? Yes, I think it might be. I think he's just taken out a bowl of chives, taken that out to the kitchen. This is another cauliflower on the table behind. The Dracula man has just helped himself to... Uh, a drink straight out of the bottle. Cats run across behind the sofa and now the large man's come striding in. He looks quite angry, throws himself down on an antique-looking sofa, which is covered in drapes. Dracula man's gone behind the other sofa and is now pouring himself another drink. Vodka and tomato juice. That's uh, Bloody Mary, isn't it? Bloody Mary. Apologies to uh, listeners at home there. The Dracula man goes down to sit next to the larger man, gives him the Bloody Mary. The larger man's got a sort of um, almost brooch, uh, like a radish. I think that is a radish radish buttonhole. He's got this. He's obviously a fan of vegetables, possibly a market gardener. Takes a silver photo frame from his mantelpiece. A little bit of tension in the air, I think. The larger man holds the photo to his heart and he's making a speech now about how much he loved the person in the photograph. 
Uh, so actually, you're up on your anatomy, Craig. I think that's lower belly than heart, or upper belly rather than heart there. Yes. Yes, it would have, heart would have been a bit higher up. And it was the wrong side for the liver. Liver's on your right-hand side, isn't it? Is that your spleen? Is that your spleen where you held that? Yes. Not quite sure of the symbolism of holding a photo next to your spleen. You don't like the person. This could be the opposite sort of. Uh... There's a lot of crests on that table as well. Let's get a fair bit of sunlight into this room. Let's pull those heavy drapes aside regularly. So it's easier to film a, a scene with the curtains closed. You've got more control over the light. Yes, so although uh, this is a nighttime scene. It may have been filmed in the daytime. Dracula Man still knocking back drinks. Can't quite tell what he himself is drinking. Might be sherry. The uh, original man in the blue jumper is now talking to the large man. He looks a little bit like uh, Michael Crawford in Some Mothers Do Avon. Yes, the curly, sort of honey-coloured hair. I don't think it is him, though. Cat's on the loose. Large man's a bit upset. Actually, the film we watched last week there was a scene in that rather reminiscent of, uh, I don't know if you remember, listeners might remember a scene in Some Mothers Do Have Them where uh, Michael Crawford uh, was on roller skates and I think he grabbed onto the back of a, possibly a milk float or a post van as he uh, lost control of his uh, roller skates. Similar similar scene last week when uh, the lead character there was on a skateboard and grabbed hold of the back of a, pickup truck. Anyway, to digress, apologies, listeners. Our friends have now left, I think, and we're now back at a building site, what well, is a destruction site. Heavy wrecking ball is being swung into a brick building. Slum clearance, I think this might be, James. I think it is, Craig, and it's not come a moment too soon, frankly. Dangerously close to their Jaguar. The crucial thing our listeners do need to know from that last scene is that uh, they left with a key. A big old-fashioned key in the Dracula man's hand. She brandished to his mate and they have driven off, leaving the destruction behind. Very few people in this city. There's some uh, schoolgirls flicking the Vs as our Dracula man shouts at them out of the window of the Jaguar. He's drinking straight out of a bottle of white wine while the glasses man is doing the driving. Just in Finchley, according to the sign, which is an accident black spot. That was Margaret Thatcher's constituency, if I remember right. Finchley, is that right? Uh, definitely, Craig, yep. Yep, I don't think, uh, I don't think she appears in this film. And the Jaguar, still only got one headlight, haven't had that fixed. 
They're now on the slip road, joining a motorway. Lots of old cars. Removals of lorry. An old Ford Transit, I think that was. With a Luton body, though. I just think, Craig, they must have a big selection of old vintage cars that you can hire out if you're making a film. Yes, and you must be able to close down the motorway to get those vintage cars on. It's very quiet. The fairy liquid contraption that we saw in the house earlier is now in the car. A Dracula man is inserting a plastic tube into the top of it. And on the other end of the plastic tube is a, a little tap, like you might find in a chemistry lab. It's a sheet of instructions, I think possibly instructions that Heavy Metal Man has given them. I think it's his device. I think it's an old rock and roll trick that they used to have. And I think it's the when you're drinking too much sherry or brandy whilst driving, uh, that you can um, have some wee in your, in your tube that uh, has got alcohol in it. And then you can... Uh, um, Confuse the coppers, basically. Or am I reading too much into that, do you think, Craig? No, I think that's possibly right. And you can also keep your hands on the wheel, uh, but uh, drink safely at the same time. Possibly you squeeze the bottle under your arm. I thought you could wee into the bottle. Oh, you think it's for weeing? Sorry, yeah, no, you might be right. I thought it's possibly for drinking. Anyway, they've arrived, I think. It's pouring with rain now. It's night time. The one headlight is illuminating the rain. I tell you the thing about films, Craig, it never rains gently in a film. No, this is torrential. Name me a single film where it rains gently. Um, Mad Max. Does it rain gently in Mad Max? No, I think that's torrential. Blade Runner. That's torrential, isn't it? Certainly persistent. And I say, if not torrential, then at least heavy. It might rain gentle in gentle films. In Pride and Prejudice, possibly. Sense and Sensibility. You can imagine it might rain gently in those films. I think the problem with gentle rain in film, Craig, is like it's not dramatic, is it? And people want their films to be dramatic. So why would you have gentle rain? That's just miserable. No one wants a miserable film. Drizzle. You don't want drizzle, do you? No. There's no emotion in drizzle. And symbolic as well, you know, heavy rain, symbolic. And we certainly got emotion now because Dracula Man is sobbing in the front of the Jaguar. They've driven around to somewhere else now, possibly trying to find the door that the key fits, are they? That would work. Seem to be in an old farm, possibly, an old barn of a farm. Yeah, cottage, tumble-down cottage. They've left the car now in the torrential rain. Luckily, they're still wearing their big coats. I haven't turned the, uh, I haven't turned the car's lights off, so it could be in a flat battery situation in the morning. I think they're inside now, but it's very dark. They strike a match 
we see their faces, they don't look delighted by the state of the accommodation. It's got to be better than their flat, surely. Can't be much worse. They managed to find a hurricane lamp, I think. Paraffin lamp. They've lit that, turned it up. That fills the room with light. It's definitely an old farmhouse. Quite gloomy. And uh, a photo of a rugger team. It's the man. It's the larger man in times gone by. When he was younger and a little bit thinner. And uh, the original man goes to the kitchen, which has a pump rather than taps. So I think we're probably in the countryside somewhere. There's a dead spider plant in the corner. Dracula man's not looking any more cheery than he did in London. In fact, if anything, I say he looks a little bit more morose. Yes, I don't think uh, the accommodation is quite up to the standard he was expecting. He's popped out now, come back in, and he's got a stick. I think his friend might have told him to go out and collect wood, and he's just come back with one stick too, and he's thrown it onto the old range, cast iron range, which is filling the room with smoke rather than heat, I think. Can't strike a match because he got soaking wet. So I think they've got damp. He's crossed now, so he smashes up a chair and they've decided to burn that. So they that's their deposit. They've lost their deposit there, I think. Yeah, it's quite drastic measures. Not sure how long they're planning on staying here. It's only a limited amount of furniture. I think it's morning now and uh, Blue Jumper Man has got out of bed. He's put his big leather coat on. That's all he's got on, pants and a big leather coat. Looks at his watch and goes into the bedroom of Dracula Man who is slumped asleep still on his bed. So I wonder what the plot is of this film. Is it going to be a horror film? Are they going to get murdered in that cottage by angry locals who don't like Londoners? That could work, yeah. That could definitely work. It's not a war film. He could be about to go out and meet the love of his life. They might be builders who've... Uh, Come up here to do some work on the cottage, do some renovation. Could discover a dead body under a floorboard. Could be a film about horses. Oh, a lovely view there of a lake. So we're possibly in the Lake District. Looking more at home now. Jumper man, he's uh, got a flat cap on from somewhere. He's striding out, he's found a walking stick. He's striding out between the uh, dry stone walls. It 
is it the Lake District? Is it Yorkshire? I think they have a lot of dry stone walls in Yorkshire. And uh Man's now he's at another cottage, or maybe this is the same cottage. No, I think this is a different cottage. This was nighttime before, so we can't tell. It's a bit of a mess. Corrugated iron around. He knocks on the door, which slowly opens, and a a lady opens the door. I suspect she's a farmer's wife. She looks a little bit numb. Sorry, James, I've interrupted you there. I think she might be a farmer's grandmother. Ah, she's got a hearing aid, so now she, I think she's sh he's shouted at her. She's sh shouted back at him. I wonder whether he went to see if she had any eggs, maybe for breakfast. That's right, Craig. It's pouring with rain again, and the uh, sheep or the ram turns round to look at him, gives him a stern stare, probably makes him uh, think he should have another go. He's gone round back to uh, knock on the woman's door again. They're now having a conversation through the uh, door. Might be having a conversation about the sheep. I was just saying, if you haven't got any eggs, can I have a sheep instead? He's had no joy there, so he's striding back up the lane, pouring with rain again, and we're back at the holiday cottage. He's just slipped over in the mud. Do you think that was in the script, Craig? Did he, uh, was it there that he should slip over? It was good improvisation, if not very effective. Tracking man's now got out of bed. He's wrapped in a blanket, smoking still. Our man is washing his hands in the sink. He looks pretty cross. Tricks a swig out of a bottle. Starts shouting at his friend, the Dracula man. He says, I've had enough of this. This is ridiculous. There's no water in the tap. Knowing at the farmhouse, she wouldn't let me have a sheep. Do you think this cottage was remembered more fondly by Dracula Man from his childhood, or do you think the uh, large man talked about it in such glowing terms that uh, Dracula Man thought it would be nicer than this? Yes, that's a good question. They do seem to come by some food now from somewhere. They've got apples and is that some camembert on a little saucer there? I don't know where they've come by that. Certainly a fencing sword. And I think, ah, oh, that's it. They've heard a tractor going past. They're running crazily after the tractor. and attract the attention of the driver of the tractor who is wrapped in an old hessian sack he's got his feet tied up in a big uh, bag that must have had some compost or something in it at some point some feed animal feed friends are talking to each other now trying to persuade this guy of something more dramatic rain to make it more even more dramatic it's pouring off the roof of the tractor onto the original blue jumper man. So he's getting completely soaked. So we could just step 
just one side slightly, and then he would be out of the main bit of that water, which is pouring all over his head. I think uh, Dracula Man's coat does look very waterproof, though, because it is um, the water's forming droplets on his coat quite nicely there and running off. Which earlier on, you wouldn't have thought it was that waterproof. No, you think it would really absorb the water and become terribly heavy. They seem quite happy there. I think they might have persuaded Farmer to bring them some food. So uh, they're now trying to dry their shoes in the oven that's right next to the fire. They hang a kettle on a piece of metal that swings out over the fire. Yes, they look a bit more chipper now. Uh, they've learnt the plastic bag on the foot routine from the farmer. So Dracula Man's employing that. But it's kind of like Robinson Crusoe in Britain, with two people, not one. Yes, it, it's a bit like some mothers do have um, meets Wuthering Heights, but without um, any women in it, apart from the farmer. Farmer's wife. Or it's like the good life, but just not such a good life. Inspector Morse before he became chief inspector. Ah, now the farmers, that's why they were looking happy, because the farmers come back with his tractor and the, uh, the bucket on the end, I think that's called the bucket, is full of wood. Things are looking up for them. Although that wood, that wood is going to be quite damp. And there's chickens come in now. So they uh, couldn't get eggs earlier, but now they they do have a chicken. Probably is it is a live chicken or a rooster. I don't know how you tell the difference between a rooster and chicken? It's only got the. Uh, Little marigold, pink marigold thing on its head. Yes, it's a bit of a pink marigold theme, isn't there? Because they were wearing one earlier in the flat in London. Now the chicken's got one on its head. Now, if Heavy Metal Man was here, I suspect we might have seen him bite the head off that chicken. And Dracula Man's grabbed it now. Is he going to bite the head off it? There's a picture of the chicken on the wall. So I don't know if that's a family pet. Oh, hello, there's a turn up. Well, I thought the guy's gonna shoot his mate's head off there with a shotgun, which would be in a uh, plot twist. They managed to get some, uh... oh, they have killed the chicken. And uh, Blue Jumper Man's trying to pluck it, I think. I don't know if they killed it with that double barreled shot gun. It's definitely not a cookery program this because they're trying to stuff the half-plucked chicken into a cast iron kettle as a way of cooking it. Decided that's not going to work and have gone back to the big range. They open up the door where the boots are drying and in goes the chicken. 
They sit it on a little brick. Close the door. And we're in a phone box. Dracula man's been on the phone. Most of these red phone boxes now, of course, don't have phones in them. They tend to have uh, defibrillators in them these days. These days, that sign inside the phone box would have made more sense because it says you can phone from here, which makes sense because there is a phone in there. You imagine you could phone from there. Whereas now, if you could phone from a phone box, you need a sign to tell you you could because you'd assume you couldn't. Yes, you can defibrillate from here. Well, the weather's cleared up. He still looks very peaky, Dracula man. Blue jumper man is stood outside the phone box. Little smirk on his face, smoking a cigarette. The Dracula man's very cross on the phone. <laughs> I hope he hasn't smashed that phone up in there. It could be Doctor Who the early years, you know, Craig. Red phone box rather than a police phone box. Yeah, I think this guy, he's got, he's got the scarf, he's got character, he's got big coat. So do you think they time travelled to... I oh, know they came in the Jaguar, didn't they? They just came in the Jag. Now they're in a field, both got plastic bags over their shoes. Got a carrier bag of something in there. Blue jumper man, who's now not blue jumper man because he's wearing a red jumper. Waves at the farmer in the tractor gleefully. Dracula man waves less gleefully. Tractor man jumps out of his tractor and uh, hobbles down the path. I think he might have, he's got a plaster on that one leg. Anyway, a bull has now uh, crashed through the gate. Dracula man's leapt over the wall to safety. Farmer man comes up to the wall, tries to talk to the bull to calm him down. Blue jumper, now red jumper man, is left facing the bull. Dracula man's just about to light, to light another cigarette. The farmer's shouting something. The bull is scratching at the ground with his hoof. Blue jumper man is shouting terrified at the bull. I think he's been given instructions to try and scare the bull. He throws up the contents of the shopping bag, screams at the bull, runs towards the bull. The bull escapes out of the gate and... Uh, our man closes the gate and rests his head with a sigh of relief. That was a close shave there. Yes, an uh, exciting incident in the film. The vegetables all went in the mud. If they picked those up. I think it's evening now. Two silhouettes of our main characters walk across the top of a hillside. Now we're in another pub. This is a country pub rather than the 
city centre pub that we were in earlier. The landlord is uh, very smartly dressed. Looks like an old colonel. Looks like he uh, imbibes some of what he sells as well. Yes, he's a little unsteady on his feet. I think he might have been a soldier at one point. There's lots of military photographs on the wall, suggestive of that. A photo of a young, photo of a young Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth on the wall as well. They all have a toast with shots of whiskey. And all light up a cigarette. Possibly sharing the story of the bull incident earlier. Maybe asking questions about the holiday cottage that they're in. pub somewhat resembles uh, someone's front room. Two more shots of whiskey delivered by the Colonel Barman. He's uh, just touched the side of his nose. He's got, he's given him a little secret, I think. A little bit of insider knowledge. And they go and sit down at a little table near the fire. Imagine they're enjoying being somewhere nice and warm. They now seem to be the only people left in the pub and they're gathered round the enormous fireplace there. Someone else just walks into the pub, puts down a double-barrelled shotgun, leans over the bar, helps himself to a pint. The barman lets him do that. I suppose he has got a double-barrelled shotgun, so you're not going to argue. He takes out a fish from, oh, it's an eel, I think. He takes out an eel from his trousers, which was still alive, but he whacks it on the side of the bar, which uh, soon stops it wriggling. I think there might be a jar of pickled onions on there. Yeah, jar of pickled onions, jar of pickled eggs, and there was something else there as well. Might have been some sausage rolls, possibly. I think this man at the bar might be a poacher. Yes, I think uh, he's a law unto himself, isn't he? Because he's uh, just helped himself to beer, killed an eel, and now handed over probably a pheasant, that wasn't it? Luke, you might have been a brace of pheasants. Brace, that's uh, two, isn't it, a brace? I think so, yes. Well, I know this guy. He's in something else, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's... Uh in a television programme. I can't remember quite what though. He pulls a cigarette from Dracula's mouth. But now he's offered one by uh, Blue Jumper Glasses Man. There's possibly a conversation going on here about whether 
he could get them any food, he seems to be offering them the eel, which they don't seem that keen to take. There is a crocodile hanging up behind the bar, so I don't know if the poacher also got that as well. Another photo of the Queen on the wall. This is your last chance to have this eel. If you don't want it, someone else will have it. They don't want it. And they're off now, walking back up the hill with a lake in the background. This could be the uh, album cover of a Beethoven symphony, this James. Yeah, it's the old uh, The Spake Zarathustra uh, sort of painting thing, isn't it? And on the hillside, looking out. We've got a stew going. Uh, that looks decent. It's a nice loaf of bread. They previously found some potatoes in the field. They've got a lot of wine, so they must have found the local off-licence. But now they're in the river trying to do a bit of fishing with a double-barrelled shotgun. Maybe that was what the poacher was telling them last night, giving them some tips about local fishing. The uh, blue jumper glasses man is pointing at a spot in the river where he spotted some fish. Dracula man is just in his coat with no trousers on, wading through the water, firing shots into the water, but I don't think he's had much luck. Yeah, they look a little bit despondent again. Yes, doesn't seem to be turning into the best holiday ever. They spotted something and are now hiding behind the wall. Someone's just come out of their holiday cottage. It might have been a poacher man. It might have been the publican as well. That's made them anxious because they bolted the door and hammered in a couple of nails to stop that bolt being drawn across. Dracula man Ray, uh, fills the shotgun with two more rounds. Is this perhaps this is um is this Bonnie and Clyde? It could be that, could be deliverance. Going up the stairs to bed. So yes, so uh, Blue Jumper now, Red Jumper Man has gone upstairs to bed. He seems largely unconcerned. He's now in bed. Is he laughing in his sleep? Dracula Man's come in with a candle, still clutching the shotgun. I can't sleep, budge up, gets into bed with Blue Jumper Man. They both try and squeeze into a single bed. Very snug, too snug, says uh, Original Man. He gets out and then he jumps back in and the Jacker Man does the same. Blue Jumper Man's not happy about there being a shotgun in bed 
I don't think there's a tussle. The shotgun goes off. That was bound to happen. They shot a hole in the ceiling. I suppose they've already lost their deposit, so a bit more damage isn't going to hurt too much. Breach of a man chucks the shotgun maybe out of the window and leaves Dracula man on his own, looking a little bit afraid in the bed. Now, Blue Jumper Man is gone to the other bed. He's now been woken up by Dracula Man, still wandering around with a candle in a candlestick. I think possibly he's heard something downstairs come to wake up Blue Jumper Man. He says, get down, get down, there's someone outside. Who could it be? He's got a candle very close to that curtain. He needs to be a little bit careful. He doesn't... Uh, Catch fires, trying to look out of the window without being seen. They both look very anxious. It's possibly the sound of footsteps outside, getting closer and closer to the front door. This could be it, this could be the end of them too. He drops the candle on the floor, jumps into the bed, pulls up the covers to his neck. Probably more footsteps outside. Possibly a hammering on the door downstairs. Possibly the footsteps are coming up the stairs now. Maybe the door is about to open. Blue Jumper Man saying, this is your fault. You said this was going to be a nice holiday, a nice little break. Now we're going to get murdered in our beds. They both turn their heads towards the bedroom door. The door slowly opens, light floods in. There's a torch that flashes across. They're both terrified. They're relieved and, and now Dracula Man's angry yet again. It's, oh, it's the guy. It's the big guy from London. The big vegetable guy from London, which has cheered up uh, Red Jumper Man no end, but made Dracula Man very cross for some reason. And it's the next morning and the big, uh, the big man's been out to get some wood. Well, he's got a very healthy fire going in that fireplace. So this this must be his place, then, isn't it? This is his uh, his holiday cottage, which he's let them borrow. He looks uh, like he knows what he's doing, though. He's got some bacon there. That goes on the pan above the roaring fire. It's better than the bovril. Looks like he might have bought some more provisions with him. More wine. And now they're all sitting around the table. And the large man, is he, is he 
Is he pontificating about something there? How good his breakfast was? How hopeless these two are? Takes both of their hands, one in each of his hands. I think he thinks that they're lovers. I think he thinks he caught them in bed together last night, which technically he did. He doesn't know that they didn't start in the bed together, but they only went in the bed together because they were scared of being in separate beds. I think he thinks this was designed as a romantic weekend. Maybe he's a little bit worried that he's interrupted and he's reassuring them that he's very broad-minded about these things and it's not a problem as far as he's concerned. Very good analysis there, James. Dracula man puts his coat on, gets his plastic bag shoe covers out and leaves the kitchen leaving what is now Red Jumper Man with the large man. Large man hands him something wrapped in greaseproof paper. Large man's got an apron on. Perhaps this is going to turn into a cookery show now. He's definitely uh, better around the kitchen than either of our two are, I think. Possibly a conversation going on about recipes. We could do it in a red wine sauce with some shallots. That sounds lovely, yes. I could teach you how to do it here. Put this apron on. You don't want to get uh, any meat fat on your jumper. Let me just tie that up for you and then we'll get started on the cooking there we go so they take whatever is wrapped in that greaseproof paper back near the fire lots of bags brought lots of bags of shopping And the large man leans into the man in the red jumper. Do you think you might have a soft spot for him, James? I really do, Craig, there. I think it was a bit unnecessary, the reaching around he was doing there. It wasn't strictly required to get the stuff. I think it was designed to get into close proximity to the younger man. Yes, he could have just asked him to... Uh, pass it to him anyway he comes back out of the kitchen the large man now with the i think that's port he's got there i think that's a bottle of port don't know about you james but uh, i'd have thought port was a post dinner drink rather than a pre-dinner drink but uh, i'm not a great port drinker so i'm not quite sure of the etiquette no they don't seem to care 
what time of day it is with their alcohol in this film. There's the tremendous, enormous Rolls Royce that uh, the large man's driven up in. And we're in a, a village, small town maybe, the large Rolls Royce driven by the large man, large car for a large man. Our two uh, friends get out of the back. The large man gets some money out of a large wallet, hands it to them. He's going to get them to do a bit of shopping for him, I think. He's got his radish on the right lapel, previously on the left lapel. Not sure if that signifies anything. They are, of course, not going to spend that money on fruit and vegetables. They're going to spend it in the pub. This is the third pub of the film. There was the near fight in the first pub with the guy sat near the toilets. And the second one, there was an incident with the uh, poacher. Hoping they have better luck in this third pub. A few horse brasses pinned to the barn there. The Dracula man says something to the barman. And our two friends leave out into the town square. This is the Cot no, it's not the Cotswolds, is it? Because uh, we've seen lakes and uh, dry stone walls. So we think Yorkshire or the Lake District, possibly. And they go into a little tea room. I'm not sure they realise quite what a stir they're creating in there. No, this could be an all-ladies tea room. They are in a very dilapidated condition compared to the rest of the clientele. That's not an all-ladies tea room. There's a gentleman in a cravat there who's just stood up. I think he might have made a little speech about them not being welcome here. And Dracula Man saying, our money is as good as all these old ladies' money. If you don't like it, you'll have to uh, lump it. Ironically, they seem to be in at least as much trouble in a tea room as they've been in any of the pubs that they've so far been in. The uh, lady who owns the tea shop has said something to them, possibly said this is a non-smoking cafe that doesn't stop Dracula lighting up another cigarette, causing the owner of the tea shop to make a phone call to the local police, perhaps. So the man who's uh, trying to talk to them, he looks, I would say he's ex-military as well, wouldn't you, James? He's got that bearing about him, Creek. Average age of the clientele, I would say 75, 76. Oh, yes, I would have thought so. Uh, problem could be over now as uh, the Rolls Royce 
has pulled up outside, giving them a good excuse to leave. Do you think all the uh, ladies in that tea shop are amateur detectives? Possibly they all looked like they might be. Touch the Miss Marple, perhaps. Anyway, we're back in the holiday cottage. The large man's got the radish in his left lapel. Is that where it was before, James? I think it's uh, left for the city and right for the countryside, something like that. Or left for the indoors and right for the outdoors. I'll keep an eye on that. Drinking port again, and uh, Blue Jumper Man is peeling potatoes. The large man comes up behind him, puts a plate of something next to him, touches him on the arm, says, leave those potatoes, come in here and have a little drink by the fire. You've done enough potato peeling for one day. Warm up your hands, they're freezing. Gives Dracula's uh, glass of wine to blue, now red jumper man. Who is now led to the kitchen by the large man. It's his turn to peel the potatoes. It's very civilised, they've got a tablecloth uh, and a delicious looking meal. Is this the same, uh, is this the same cottage? Looks far too, uh, far too salubrious to be the same place, isn't it? Well, I think there are two halves to the cottage, was there the cottagey bit of the cottage and the housey bit of the cottage. We might now be in the housey bit. Yes, we certainly haven't seen them uh, go anywhere else, but uh, that's uh, a very nice willow pattern dinner service they've got out there. Got some new potatoes, carrots, green beans, I think. Now, I think Dracoman said something that has caused his friend to uh, look askance. Yes, there's a little bit of tension there, I think. The uh, large man said to just put his hand up and say, chill out, guys. Don't let's not spoil a lovely Sunday lunch. We're speculating that it is Sunday. It may not be Sunday, but it does look like a Sunday lunch. A little joke has been exchanged between the Dracula man and the large man. Sorry, Craig, has Dracula man got a napkin tucked into the front of his shirt, or is it a... Uh like a cravat. I think it was a napkin, but whatever was said at the dinner table has caused a little bit of upset, a little bit of tension, because uh, Blue Now Red Jumper Man has gone outside to 
gets a breath of fresh air. Dracula Man's folded him out. Now there's quite a heated discussion about what was said at the dinner table. Dracula Man saying it was just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun? Didn't sound like that to me. You're overreacting. I am not overreacting. Dracula Man goes back into the cottage and there's a tree that's fallen down and we see three silhouettes walking on the ridge. The weather hasn't been great on this holiday, has it, James? It's either been torrential rain or very grey and I think we might be in a drizzle situation here. It could be rare cinematic drizzle wouldn't it could be what's notable about this film could be why so many people voted for it and three of them are on a afternoon's walk walk off some of that lunch the large man's got a large pair of binoculars around his neck still got his radish buttonhole He's moved that to his, his coat. Hope he has a radish for every item of clothing. The large man strides off. Uh, Blue now, red jumper man has just said something to his friends. The large man's spotted something back at the holiday cottage. That figure again that we saw earlier is prowling around. I do think it's the poacher. So I'm not sure what he thinks he's going to get from that cottage. Anyway, the three of them now uh, run back down to the cottage and a rabbit has been uh, nailed to the door frame. I don't know if that's some, is that a good thing or a bad thing, having a rabbit nailed to your door? Uh, I think it's probably a good thing. Just uh, an offering, a food offering. Yes, you wouldn't be able to do that to uh, my door because I do have, um, my front door is UPVC, so you wouldn't, really be able to nail a, a rabbit to that. Could possibly stick it on with some gaffer tape if the weather was okay. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't thank you if you nailed a rabbit to it. Very hard to patch holes in UPVC. Anyway, it's evening time, back in the house part of the holiday cottage and uh, a card game is being played. The uh, large man and the Dracula man are laughing together. I do think the, uh, despite the tension uh, in the air occasionally, the uh, holiday has taken an upturn since the large man arrived. Yes, he's... Uh, obviously more experienced at 
what you need in this holiday cottage. So he did come armed with bags of provisions. These two came woefully unprepared for a holiday in the countryside. Dracula man just seemed to pass out for a while. Is he choking on something? It looks like our man might be trying to give him the Heimlich manoeuvre. No, he's dragged him out of the lounge, leaving the large man on his own. And he's pushing him up the stairs into bed. He runs across the hall to his room, grabs his bedding, uh, but bumps into a large man on the landing in front of the door of Dracula Man's bedroom. I think the large man maybe now has realised that he was mistaken originally because the possessions of Blue Jumper Man weren't in the Dracula Man's room. So he realises they aren't a couple after all all and maybe there are only two bedrooms and maybe he said he's happy to sleep on the sofa down here the large man's come back down and possibly saying there's no need to sleep on the sofa what kind of um He's wearing, that's a, uh, that's a tank top he's wearing, the large man, the knitted tank top, isn't he? Is that um, a cable knit? Definitely a cable knit, Craig. Cable knit tank top. With a classic country gent uh, checked shirt underneath. Now, I think the actor playing the large man in the cable knit uh, tank top did play a chef in another television programme, I think, which would explain why he's quite good at food in this film as well, possibly. I don't think there's any electricity in this cottage, is there? It all seems to be lit by candles. I haven't seen them go out to the shop to buy any more candles. And there was the lantern earlier on. How many candles were there there? I think there were four candles in that one sconce there. Now we're back in the uh, Red Jumper Man's bedroom. He tried to keep his door shut by placing a chair behind it, but the large man has forced his way into the room. He's now wearing a Silk smoking jacket? Is that a smoking jacket rather than a dressing gown? Yeah, I've never known the difference there. He sat on the bed, which has woken up the jumper guy. 
Has he got makeup on there? Has he got a little bit of blue uh, blusher on there above his eyes? Or is it just the lighting? Definitely eyeshadow, I'd say. Eyeshadow, that's the eyeshadow, blue eyeshadow, I think. Possibly a bit of lippy as well. Yes, but normally you, um, normally you take off your makeup when you go to bed, I think, don't you, rather than putting it on. Perhaps he's got a different way of doing things. He's having a very uh, earnest conversation with Blue Jumper Man. You ever worn eyeshadow, James? Not to my knowledge, Craig. It's possible that I have without me knowing, but in my knowledge, no. And what might be the circumstances in which you might have worn eyeshadow without you knowing? Well, I'm not sure, but it's important not to be too definitive on these things, unless, you know, in case you get caught out. Yes, old uh, photographs do have a habit of cropping up on social media these days. Um, anyway, our uh, Blue Jumper man is uh, trying to get out of the room. He's wrapped in a blanket, I think, and uh, the large gentleman in the smoking jacket has pulled the blanket from him. He's now, so our man is just in his white wide fronts. We've seen those before. I don't think he's changed those. Now the large man in the smoking jacket has come up to him in the corner. And I think he's saying, I really like you. But the now naked blue jumper man saying, I don't really like you. I think the classic thing to say, Craig, in these circumstances is I like you, but not in that way. Yes, appreciate the loan of the holiday cottage and the glasses of port and the very nice food we've had. But I think that might have led to a misunderstanding. You're a very nice man and I would like to stay friends. I don't want to spoil our friendship by uh, anything else like blue eyeshadow. That's probably the gist of it. That seems to have worked a little bit, I think. He's diffused situation I think he's now gone to see his friend the vampire who's asleep on the other bed still with that shotgun yeah blue red jumper man seems quite angry with him it's possible that his friend didn't do as much as he could have done to uh, explain to his relative the exact circumstances between them. A lot of shouting going on. Uh, vampire man's lit the stub of a cigarette. Blue red jumper man's very angry whilst holding a hurricane lamp and just dressed in a pair of white Y fronts. Do you think the film was, uh, was sponsored in any way by the Y-Front company, Craig? Possibly, although I don't think it's a massively good advert for their product, if it was, because they didn't seem very flattering, those Y-Fronts. I don't know what you thought. 
know, they're just quite prominent often in films if if a product is quite prominent it's uh, because it's been paid for in some way perhaps we'll see in the credits why fronts supplied by why fronts are us there certainly seem to be any branding on the why fronts it's now very difficult to tell what time of day we are because they drink and smoke all the time traditionally you'd look at the cheese and the wine and the cigarettes and the peas and you'd say this was at least lunch if not dinner time again there's no ruling out that it's not breakfast no we have gone from night time to whatever time of day this is Looks like there was a noise at the door. Door was open and a letter's been handed over to Red Jumper Man. He opens it up. I don't know if we're going to get an over-the-shoulder shot so that we can read it as well. He puts it down in front of Vampire Man. It's from, it's a telegram. Normally, Normally, telegrams bad news in films. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, at least certainly urgent. Well, Vampire Man looks slightly surprised and a bit cross, but he's looked that way most of the film. Now we're back in the car. It's still raining, so there was some urgency to that telegram. I think because that's made them leave the holiday cottage in quite a rush. But uh, Dracula Man's brought his dinner with him. They've only got one windscreen wiper working and still, I think, only one headlight working. They nearly crashed into a milk lorry there. Just managed to avoid that. Lake District, if it was, is a long way from London which makes sense because they're still driving and it seems to be the morning again. Yes, yeah, so they've uh, swapped drivers now. So Dracula Man is driving and Blue Red Jumper Man is having a little sleep in the back. I don't think he was safe to drive though particularly because does seem to have been drinking solidly for about a week. He's just overtaken that lorry on the inside. I think this is, this is a demonstration that he's not fit to drive. He's weaving around. Certainly there's no sign of him doing any driving on the way up. Sure way of attracting attention to yourself though, driving like that. He's going from the outside lane, inside lane, back to the middle lane. Don't think there's any effort to indicate. I suspect the indicators don't work, but ah, now they've just made a mistake of overtaking a police van. And uh, now that police van is in pursuit. Just gone off the motorway onto the, I think that was the A406. 
Is that the North Circular? The A406? Oh, it's over the canal. Police van pulls up alongside now, trying to keep pace with the Jaguar. Sliding door opens. The policeman in the passenger side points repeatedly, possibly saying the front headlight is out. And it gets them to uh, pull over and the van stops in front of them. Now, is this the days before breathalyzer tests were invented, do you think? Could be, but even if it's just the uh, walk along the white line in the road, I think you'd still struggle with that test. Yes, probably don't actually need a breathalyzer to test his breath and the fact that there is two bottles of empty wine on the passenger seat. I don't think he's going to be able to pull the wall over these police officers' eyes. Police officer opens the door and uh, Dracula guy nearly falls out. Oh no, there is a breathalyzer. One of those polythene bags with a tube on the outside. This isn't going to be where the fairy liquid device gets put into action, is it? That could be full of non-alcohol breath. So you could squeeze the breath out of the fairy liquid bottle into the breathalyzer bag. Anyway, we don't see that bit. We're in the uh, police station now. Everyone is smoking in here as well. Must be, uh, if it's not sponsored by... Ah, there we go. So it wasn't for breath. So the fairy liquid contraption was full of a non-alcohol we, I think. So you were, you were right, I think, James. I know about films, Craig. You see, when they show you something like that early on, it's got to, uh, it's got to have a payoff at the end. Yes, and uh, I was barking up the wrong tree there. Anyway, they're back in their flat, and there's. A man in the bath, who I don't think either of them recognised. Going back into one of the other rooms in the house and a ah, heavy metal man is on the bed with a fur coat draped over him and uh, Blue Red Jumper Man is just saying, who's that in the bath downstairs? Heavy Metal Man looks like he's still wearing the same clothes. So how long do you think they spent in the cottage, Craig? A short break, four nights possibly. Was the, they arrived one night, then they had the disastrous chicken dinner night. The large man arrived. Did they, have, did they have the pub? Did he arrive? He arrived on pub night. Then they 
had another the fourth night they had the aggro yeah i think you're right yeah four maybe four nights drove back on the fifth night yes i think that's about right so obviously uh asked heavy metal man to look after their place for them while they were away i don't think he was the best choice of person to look after a flat no he might have sublet the bath I mean, shouldn't judge a, uh, a book by its cover. Well, the place doesn't look uh, doesn't look like it's been trashed. So he's lit a. I think that's a. Is that a joint? Rather than a cigarette. So a very large flared cigarette. If it is a cigarette. He's got, uh, maybe he has changed clothes. I think he's now got blue velvet trousers on. Well, I think he's always had them, Craig. Oh, has he? I didn't couldn't quite see the colour earlier. And the man in the bath has now joined them. He's uh, not in the bath anymore. The joint is passed round. He takes a big... Toke, is it Toke? And passes it to Blue Red Jumper Man, who uh, is uh, coughing as he uh, inhales on that. Just trying to spot what other places are on those postcards. One of Notre Dame seems to have disappeared now. I think they've had a bit of a clean-up, Craig, actually. The flat doesn't look quite as messy, as it? before might be uh, bathman is um, quite handy around the house yes I think you're right I don't know if we can't we can just see into the kitchen we can't see into the sink to see whether the washing up has been done heavy metal man is now pointing at the mantelpiece in the mirror possibly saying I just tied up your postcards there you may have arranged them in continental order possibly so that we go from America to Europe to Asia to Australasia. It's definitely, it's definitely Notre Dame's disappeared now. Vampire Dracula man just falls onto his knees onto the carpet. Conversation between Heavy Metal Man and Blue Red Jumper Man about what have you done with my postcards? I've been collecting those for years. Heavy Metal Man has just emptied out a bag onto the floor. It's a bag. Is that the postcards? Or the letters that have been delivered over the week? man in the bath is now spinning a globe. There's definitely something going on about travel here, would you say, James? Yeah, spinning globe, postcards, letters, marijuana cigarettes. 
can't say I'm making a very good fist of understanding what's going on, Craig. The uh, blue red jumper man is just slumped down into a chair, clutching his stomach. I don't know if he's had got stomach cramps. So he seems happy to be back at home, but there's no indication what they were rushing back for. I don't think the message was that there was a stranger in their bath. Yes, of course, we don't know what the telegram message was, do we? Now, I'd expect to see a uh, large man again before the end of the film. I've lost your Notre Dame postcard. Stop. Come home immediately. Stop. Heavy metal man might be saying, I didn't realise it was an important postcard. I just thought it was just another one. So I tore it up and used it as a roach in the end of this spliff. Blue Red Jumper Man stormed off saying that had a lot of memories for me, that Notre Dame postcard. Now, uh, Vampire Man's sat down in the chair, just being vacated by Blue Red Jumper Man. The man in the bath has stopped spinning the globe. Do you think these two have had the names changed on the lease for the flat while the other two were away. You'll be surprised if there was quite such a formal arrangement, to be honest. What if these two are in a band together? It could be the drum and bass player. It might be that they are the rhythm section of the band. He's had a haircut. He's had a smart haircut. Oh, man. Puts on a little... Is that a fedora? He's Craig. I think that's a felt fedora. He's packed a little suitcase, put a couple of Penguin classic novels into it and a notepad. Is he a writer, do you think? So that post might have been that uh, his manuscript had been accepted... Oh, yes, the telegram might have been, uh, love your book, stop. Please come to the Penguin offices immediately, stop. He's, uh, it looks like he's moving out. Now he's a successful author. Washing up has been done at that kitchen. Still not tidy but uh, you can get uh, stuff into that sink now. Dracoman saying don't go look I've just opened this bottle of Cote de Rhone. It's a really nice one I've been saving it and the uh, blue red jumper man saying no my Cote de Rhone days are over. I've, I've cleaned up my act and now they've both left it, but it's raining again. And uh, as you said, James, heavy rain. I think they're walking back 
past a pack of wolves. So we've come full circle, I think. Films often do that, don't they? They start us in one place, they take us and the characters on a journey, and then they return us to the same place. But we've all been altered a little bit by the people and places we've encountered on that journey. I think the original man has been altered, and I think the Dracula man hasn't been altered at all. No, I think the wolves have been altered because they don't seem to be there anymore. Oh, no, there they are. There they are. And the wolves are metaphor, do you think? Hung, hunger of aspiration. The uh, merciless nature of existence. You can howl all you like, but if you're behind spiked bars, there's no escaping your fate. But now we're the other side of the bars, Craig, and we're looking at Vampire Man, and it's as if he's the one behind the bars because we're the other side of the bars. So maybe it's the wolves that are free and it's us who are imprisoned. Yes. Is he singing in the rain, do you think, now? He's railing against the rain by the railings. Wolves don't seem that impressed by him. He... uh, takes a little bow to the wolves, turns his back, still clutching his bottle of wine, and walks away from the railings. We've got a wolf's eye view of him now. Well, I don't think it is a wolf's eye view because we're going up and up and up. So unless the wolf can hover, um, we've just got a camera's eye. View. Let's just, uh, well, that's the end of the film, I think. So the credits are just rolling. We did promise listeners that we would look out for whether the Y fronts were sponsoring the film. There's a footsteps editor. We didn't hear any of that. Obviously, we got no sound. So there must have been a lot of footsteps in the film that needed editing. Very too many, yeah, too many. Yes, they probably hadn't realised how many there were. All those production runners probably created a lot of footsteps that needed to be edited. No sign of sponsorships by a Y-Fronts manufacturer, so I think they were just... Generic Y-fronts, I think. Oh, hang on. Special thanks. Special thanks to uh, Modi Schreiber there. So possibly they make Y-fronts today. Your names of some of the music in the film there. I can't. Must must say, Craig, I can't really understand why people like that film. No, I mean, no offence to the uh, 
people who did vote for it, though. Um, but uh, there wasn't really any fighting, was there? No, there wasn't any murder. There wasn't any fighting. I don't think there was any time travel. I don't think there was any. There weren't any aliens. I don't think there were some farmers, and there wasn't. There was nearly some kissing, but there wasn't any actually in the end. No, there was a rabbit nailed to a door, though. Which, uh, well, maybe in some people's books that that is sufficient. Yes, and there were some wolves at the beginning and the end. Maybe it's um, maybe if you like wine, it was a good uh, a wine connoisseur's film. And smoking. Yes. Uh, it's possibly that uh, we're less into wine and smoking than we used to be. So uh, that film perhaps doesn't appeal to us as much as it might have in the past. But um, Nevertheless, listeners, I hope you enjoyed it very much. Uh, it's been a pleasure bringing it to you. And um, we think we're back in the autumn, Craig. Yes, we've uh, got a f few plans in the offing for some... Uh, occasional specials uh, for film on the radio uh, so we hope we might see you uh, around halloween time possibly but uh, that's it for us for this evening film on the radio and we'll hope to see you again in the autumn that's good night from me craig that's good night for me james